0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Some exchange
1: betting companies run short-lived promotions, like months-long offers of low commission. At Betdaq, we wanted to change the way we did things, so we set our commission at 2% permanently. That's 2% on football. Horse race, golf, almost any sport, 2%. That's just one way that BetDAC is changing for the better. For the better, like you. BetDAC, the 2% commission exchange. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Roker Report podcast. I'm your host, Alex. My, me, myself, and the lads are immensely pleased to announce that Sunderland have done three things this week. They've scored from corners. They've scored more than one goal per game, and most importantly, they've taken maximum points from two massively significant fixtures. So things are looking pretty good on we side at the moment. And joining me to revel in this success is Josh. How are you doing, Josh?
3: I'm good, mate, thanks.
2: Good stuff. And I'm also joined by the brothers Tom and Mick Sloan, two massive lads fans and former professional footballers who work
4: for the Sunderland sponsor, BetTac. How are you doing, lads? All good, all good. Tremendous. I'm I'm absolutely cream-cracked and haven't come back from... uh Bristol yesterday, but um, I'm doing my best.
2: Right, yeah, good stuff. Well, as I say, it's been a very good week for football. Um, Just for those who might not have been to both of the games this week, I'll do a quick run-through of those now. Sunderland played Gillingham on a fairly lukewarm Tuesday night, to be fair. We uh, ran out 4-2 winners. We took the early lead through Lee Catamull, who got his first-ever goal at the Stadium of Light after 10 years of service. But then Tom Eaves quickly levelled after some dodgy defending. But we then took the lead again through... Tom Flanagan from a corner only for Brandon Hanlon to grab the equaliser for Gillingham on the stroke of half time after some more rather dubious defending where we couldn't clear our lines. But thankfully in the second half, Luke 09 won the lads two penalties, the first converted by Will Grigg and the second by regular taker Aidan McGeady. Following on from that on the Saturday was a game, which was by contrast, not as exciting, but a lot more comprehensive. Sunderland weren't great, but they were still far superior to a Bristol Rovers side who couldn't muster a single shot on target the lads eventually won 2-0, thanks to Luke09 and Aidan McGeady from a free kick. All was, all was well. It's been two very good weeks. We've taken six points from six when last week we took two, so you really can't go wrong. So before we get into the nitty-gritty of those games, we'll have our three-word review. So we asked on Twitter for the Mac and Faithful to summarise their week as a Sunderland fan in light of those two wins, and this is what they've come up with. Tom O'Brighton says, in our hands. Graham Field says, back on track. Jake Collinson says, Aidan, Aidan McGeady. Hasn't got enough words to say, runs down the wing for me, but we all know what he means. SCFC Dolphins says, George Honeyman, seven out of ten. Connor Bromley says, barbecue or ketchup? It's obviously ketchup. Barbecue's far too situational for that to even be a question. Carl Bridgewood says, tricky spell over? Question mark, certainly hope so. John Ollier says, doubt has proved wrong. Martin Francis says, bizarre is out. Gav says, promotion in mind. Pete Wood Mack, love that name, really good name. <laughs> says we go again. Phil SEFC seventy three says the Bromley effect. Uh, since Connor's moved to the to Sunderland, <laughs> we've taken maximum points. <laughs> I mean, correlation doesn't imply causation, but still, you know, you, you can't you can't disagree with those stats.
3: Or since you've become podcast host,
2: um, yeah, possibly, yeah. I mean, yeah, I yeah, right. yeah. Johnny Johnny Goldsmith, who was not who um uh, unfortunately not on the show today, did say earlier the McCain effect in, <laughs> in the three-word review, but just for the sake of not looking vain, I've not put this one on.
3: but, you know, like, but if if, 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 I if you, back.
2: you Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that, Josh. I really do. And finally, G- <laughs> you're right, lads, you two will really appreciate this one. James Nichols says, please gamble responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Connor never left. Anyway, let's get into the games itself and we'll start with Gillingham. So, Tom, what did you make of the Gillingham game? I personally thought that there were a lot more gung-ho sort of Kill or be killed, compared to many teams who play this season who just sort of sit back once they get a goal. What did you make of them when we played them?
4: Um, well, it was a completely different game to have had in recent weeks and I thought, um, you know, all the action happened in the first 5, 10, 10 minutes and I thought the biggest, the biggest factor for me was, there was uh, we score obviously, they come back, we do it again but the key thing was for me, like we're normally going to games and we have those situations and we've got about 10 or 15 minutes chasing the game I looked at the clock at one stage there, and there was about thirty minutes to go, on and it was just a matter of time. You never felt that they weren't going to win the game ever, no. you know. So, no, so for me, I know I know people say well, we've conceded two bad goals. Fair enough. I never ever thought that we were ever going to lose that game ever. I yeah. never thought we were going to get out of it, you
3: know. So, um, yeah, it was a good feeling that wasn't it? Because we were there. We were. We? we all went yeah. together, the Roker Roker Report. Yeah, me, Josh, that's... and Johnny
2: went. Nice, nice team building,
3: um, and it was almost. It was a fun game to watch, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, it really? Was yeah, was it, um, yeah. It was exciting, especially when you win. Obviously, yeah. better. But you're right. If it wasn't for those two silly goals, it would have been such yeah. a good, such a good night at the footy. Well,
4: talking yeah. to Monty beforehand about bets, and he and he, and he says, "I says what are you doing, Jimmy?" Says, "I'm going to bet them one-one. Well, I hope he cashed out after about five minutes. Otherwise, <laughs> he's doing his money right. So, you know, I mean, it was just you're right. It was just, it was just it was just entertaining. Yeah, yeah,
5: or, yeah.
3: yeah.
4: Cavalier. It was.
5: He and was great and I was rather pleased we didn't sign that Tom Eaves because he didn't really float me boat on the night. I just, I oh, don't think, reckon. I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't think mm. much of him. I was expecting a lot more. Yeah, um, he sort of ran out of steam pretty early on. He did, yeah. Opinion, more interested know. in talking with the linesman, wasn't he? Oh, he was having a...
2: Yeah, oh, we, yeah, having yeah, a we, yeah, we, yeah. We were like, we, we were in the um, uh, like, we were in the stand where like the linesman like in the first half was like having like a right go at like Tom Eaves yeah. and vice versa, and he did just spend like about thirty minutes just like mm. just like bickering with him rather yeah. than actually playing football. It was a bit, bit sat to watch, really. Like, but I mean, you know.
4: And he did have a suspect package on the back of his head,
2: <laughs> oh, which is always yeah. worrying.
5: Is it the top knot? I think the yeah, top knot, top, man bun.
2: Right. All words for the same thing.
5: But mm. it was it was pleasing. Oh, like the difference I've seen over the last few games is that the normally teams is setting up. Hmm. For a draw, for yeah. a point. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and yeah. I think the last two games in particular, they've yeah. sort of had a go at us. Yeah. And in certain ways, it sort of exposed a little bit of a weakness after thought It has, yeah. You know, when we used to like facing teams who sat back. Yeah. But the, the, the last two games, and it's been better for, is it, for us to watch mm-hmm. because yeah. they've actually come and out had a pop at us. Like, yeah. um, I, like I, I, me and Tom, sort of like, his glasses is always half full, mine's always half empty. Right. So yeah. we sort yeah. of like clash on certain things about... I'll sit there in a hulk and, 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 and a huff, and he sort of pulls us round at the end. But he's right what he's saying. I don't think we're ever in doubt of, uh, no. of coming away from no. with it no. less than three And it might also be due
4: to the fact that like, if uh, Sunderland win the league, I win about twelve grand. So like
2: I've got <laughs> a yeah, you, know, you, you have to have glass half full.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd have to be. Well, I think we're getting to the point of the season now where teams have to come and have a go because yeah. especially teams like Gillingham and Bristol Rovers, they yeah. need the three points regardless of who yeah, yeah. playing. Yeah,
2: I think they're down there and they're probably. I mean, I and mean, to be to be fair, I really admire the way Gillingham approach the game yeah. if nothing else. Because I think we've seen in like teams like uh Shrewsbury, I think Accrington and Stanley once we got the second goal back who they just sit behind yeah. mm-hmm. and they'll pull every single time wasting strategy in the book out. Yeah. And it's just it's awful to watch for both sides, you know, with the away fans only maybe slightly contented by getting an away point and mm-hmm. having a nice day out at the stadium of light. Uh- but really it's just like, like from a footballing point of view, it's just like Crap. Frustrating. Yeah, and it is. And to
5: is. be fair, we have struggled when teams have sat back well, yeah. to break them down, down. To yeah. break them down. To break We've had all the possession Aye. and... Um Without really doing much with it, really. Yeah. So um, hopefully that's a, that's mm-hmm. a thing what will follow suit for the rest of the season. Yeah. Teams will come and have it a go at us.
4: And yeah, uh, and, and the obvious downside being uh, the kick of the nuts that you get from Maguire. You know, yeah, like it was just like it was horrible. You know, oh, oh um, what a kick of
2: the nuts that was. And yeah. To be fair, we'll get onto that um uh, in a sec. Cause I do want to talk quite a bit about Maguire, but it's interesting what you say there, Mick, about um teams suddenly going like a lot more offensive at us. Like I was saying earlier about Gillingham being a lot more gung ho than the average sort of League One team we've seen this season. And it has sort of, as you say, exposed a weakness at the back. I think players like Baldwin, Flanagan, and Dunn. Now that they're playing teams at home, that suddenly are testing them a lot more. Mm -hmm. You know, is that possibly shown that their inexperience is one of their weaknesses? Because they're used to playing teams where they don't come forward that often, Mm -hmm. and as a result, they've got a lot of time to gather themselves and organise what they're going to do when teams do come forward. So, is perhaps like a team like Gillingham, who are happy to just go at you in quite like an end-to-end kind of encounter, is that quite? quite worrying for us
5: well I think we've struggled when we've had uh, um, I mean the best the best strike I've seen there the shares key for oh, by a mile oh, absolutely big strap and big unit and Terror- we struggled yeah. badly terrorised us thankfully that wasn't the case with Eves mm. I'm, uh, I'm not I'm not entirely sure what our uh, best central parent is to be honest mm. I think I think that's the big big speaking point amongst mm-hmm. all of us really yeah. mm-hmm. um, Dunn started off like a house on fire um, he, he lost his way a little bit I think we'll all agree having said that six maybe it's ten games into the season, I think Baldwin was our outstanding player yeah. by a country mile. Mm-hmm. I think he was everybody's fans' favourite. Mm-hmm. And then um he sort of fell out of flavour. Perhaps it's, so what you've just said though,
4: perhaps it's the time of the season though whereby these these teams, like you said, they can't come and serve for draws like the mm-hmm. teams down the bottom have got to go at you. Yeah. At this stage you, know, of the you, know, you can't afford Absolutely. it. So maybe it's a little bit of that. Yeah. And like, like I said, I think that, you know it's being obvious in many respects the fact that um when those lads have got too much time on the ball, yeah, teams were standing off them because they were, they were going to get they were going to give it away, you know. But I mean, I think you know Grant and uh certainly going moving into Saturday, there, Grant and um Catlemall. Yeah, I mean that's that's surprised the hell out of me and a few others to be mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. But like the way they just take the ball off them, it's yeah. just yeah. it's going to make a big difference, you know. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, they can pick a pass like so. All right. Well, I was just
2: saying to Josh when well, we were just saying earlier before before Emma, uh, you two came in that. I was really surprised that Grant Ledbitter and Lee Catamol as a holding midfield pair actually works. I think there's a. I think if if, I, if someone told me before the game that Catamol and Ledbitter were starting, I, I'd I'd be a bit worried. I just think that you know I think on the day they can both be very good players, but they both they both getting on. You know, Catamol's thirty, Ledbitter's thirty two. Mm-hmm. They're both very quite defensively oriented in this team. They're both similar. very much holding. They're Simla- very similar in very nature. Similar. Mm-hmm. I just think for a lot of reasons we've seen. Ross picked teams this season where he's played midfielders that are very samey in their approach to the game and it's not worked mm. so I thought that might have been the epitome mm-hmm. of what he did there but no uh, to his full credit it's, he's played them twice and we've, we've won twice and they've both looked very assured I think in both games
3: I think it's what they offer on a wider scale as well they're both very calming in yeah. the middle mm-hmm. um, whereas maybe someone like a power or a honeyman if he's a bit deeper, yeah. And might go out of position a little bit and mm-hmm. might kind of leave you the other one, yeah, leave yeah. You the one wanting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's probably a mutual respect in there. I think for the back four because it has been probably our weakest part mm. of our game. Yep. Mm-hmm. To see them two in front of you probably uh, gives you a little bit of confidence. Mm-hmm.
4: I think like again, you know, just you're talking about the manager here. Like right? um, he deserves an awful lot of uh, praise here for like I mean the size of that squad mm-hmm. and keeping all them people happy. Mm. You know, and I mean, um, it's, it's it's amazing, really, because I mean, you know, he he doesn't hesitate. Uh, perhaps he's been a bit loyal with a few people this season, given a bit of an extended run. He's taken Baldwin out of the out of the fire a little bit. Good management. He'll come back stronger for that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But equally, there's a few players that you you could have said, you know, maybe should have had the chance. And uh, yet yeah, he puts Catamore straight back, and he, and he gets the winning formula straight back. You yeah. can argue, mm-hmm. yeah, you know.
2: Yeah. Um, and I think we have to remind ourselves as well that, like, to to get to be where we are is still a hell of an achievement, given what he's had to do with, with you know the the the, the sheer change in resources. I mean, yeah. it, it's a drum that we've banged loads of times, really. But Jack Ross has inherited a completely new squad that was in absolute pieces. When they were first put together, he had to sign an entire new squad. He had to get them to gel. He had to find a formula with a whole bunch of new players. And it's all worked out, you know, more or less fine, with the exception of a few frustrating draws and, and a couple of yeah. losses, which were always mm-hmm. going to happen. Now, you've only lost two games all season, and here you are third in the league with a game in hand on the second place team. Yeah. You're playing teams in this league who, you know, fair enough, don't have the investment we've had, but have been together for years.
5: You've still got to pick the right combination. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was just having a chat with Tom on the way down. I think a, a person what hasn't been given enough credit, or right, Jack Ross has sort of like molded them. Mm-hmm. But identifying these players, Tony Courtin, mm-hmm. he's, yeah. he, he's, he's unearthed some gems, yeah. potential future gems. Mm-hmm. What need a little bit more polishing? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's 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 gone under the radar, Tony Courton. He's brought some really good prospects in, mm-hmm. and it's up to Jack to to, to develop them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, he, he deserves a, some real credit for it. He mm. Really does. No, I think so. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully we're out of the the slump now. And I think we mentioned it a podcast a day ago. If you come out of the slump and you haven't lost any games, which we haven't, yeah, mm-hmm. then things can be a it's lot a good worse. Thing. Yeah. yeah.
4: It's a good thing. I did. Sen- I did sense the difference in the crowd on Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, it's still a bit mm-hmm. quiet for me. But you know, but uh, but possibly just just frustration really. Yeah. You I know? So. And I mean, I've seen some crazy comments like over over the time. I'm not going to because everybody's entitled their opinion. But yeah, you know, like I mean. T- the, the support I just I, I just thought it was warmer the other mm-hmm. night Definitely. but again I, I just think you know because of the time and of the things happening in the game was a big factor in that mm-hmm. um, and I think that carried on into the weekend to be, to be honest with mm-hmm. you you know there was a confidence there mm-hmm. you know and I mean you'll come at that game shortly but like um, I, 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 I just think we're not, we're going to go on a run now, you know. And I, I think Greg scoring all them th- sort of things, yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. It, they're just all positive vibes. You
2: yeah, know? there's loads of like psychological barriers that we've just kind of shattered recently. There was the one goal, hoodoo. Yeah. Now we can score from corners. We're we seem to be mm-hmm. on almost exclusively scoring from corners yeah. now. Kept yeah. a Clean sheet. Got, got kept a clean sheet. Yeah, we got Will Greg off the mark. It's all mm-hmm. been yeah. Yeah. It, it really feels and is like like that we are about to hit a good run. And I think what's great as well, Thomas, like you said, the crowd. That that's that's definitely something yeah. that, I, that I noticed yeah, as well.
4: Yeah. The 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 twelfth man. I, mean, I know it's like cliche that, but like it is going to be massively yeah, important for the rest. Yeah. Of the, yeah. I was I was uh, listening to the game earlier today with Luton, and like fifteen minutes into the game, and, the, and the, the a ball goes astray, and they're all complaining. And I'm thinking, well, well we've it's... had a little bit of that. Yeah, but yeah. They, they've they've won something like six or seven on the belt. And I'm thinking, oh no, you
3: know, like so like, but, but they were league like... two last season. Yeah, so you don't want to get two above you. No.
2: Yeah. 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 But yeah, it seems like an awful lot of things are positive, but I think one fairly glaring negative is Chris Maguire's injury. Yeah. You know, he's going to be out for about two months now. He caused Gillingham all sorts of problems for the first ten minutes. I think we we're still a good team when he went off, but for the for the ten minutes when he was he was on the pitch and he was mobile and he wasn't injured, he was just he was harrying every single player um on their back line. I think normally when you have like one attacking player just chasing a bunch of defenders and goalkeeper around with the ball it looks quite pointless yeah. it's a bit like watching a dog chase a frisbee but when Maguire does it it looked really purposeful mm. and, he, and you could tell that he was like really just like just like making them like work just to just to keep
4: possession in that half but just back to the manager though. he took him out of it when he wasn't doing it yeah. he's him a break and everybody's wondering what the hell's happened to him mm. and he comes back and he turns up like that and you're yeah. right that's absolutely rotten luck but like I, I just think the manager <clears> you know what I mean People question his tactics and things. I think it's, I find that absolutely unbelievable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think his man management of the players is yeah. yeah. unbelievable, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you never hear a bad word come out of that dressing room. You don't, you know? And um, I mean, it's kept that, a massive squad happy, as you say. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and like, I, like I said last night, we're having a crack with some of these players at the airport, right? They're, um, they're clearly, you know, they're, they want to be playing, mm-hmm. you know? But like, what, what I said, what a group. Mm-hmm. What a group of people, you know? Mm-hmm. We've got to remember. Who we had here before? Oh God! You know, Definitely. and people Definitely. got shot. <laughs> when <Well, laughs>
3: someone mentioned on Twitter, wasn't it that Maguire tried to run off a broken leg?
4: Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah, he did. He did. I mean, it, and very John. He was yeah. <laughs> yeah, the part
2: you know, when like he it slammed the ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When the physio came over, and I think he must have. I mean, obviously we were we were a million miles away from like him when he was when he was down injured for the second time. But obviously the physio must have just said, "Oh no, Chris, you're gonna have to come off." You know, mm. this is this is bad. This you saw him like. Slam the ground oh, with frustration. Yeah. I mean, he was trying to play on with a with a bloody broken leg. You know, I mean, I mean, if, if that's not just like an excellent character, yeah. I don't know what is. Considering that you had people like Adnan Yanazar you would post a photo of him in training and then edit the club's badge off. You know, yeah. it's amazing where you've gone. I mean, yeah. in quality, obviously, we're not in the Premier League, but in terms of character, we're a, we're a million classes yeah. above yeah. where we were. Yeah. But and how uh, yeah.
4: genuinely nice guys, so as well. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, like you've seen the stuff they do off the pitch, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. I think it it doesn't gone unnoticed, of course. But like. I just, just, you know, listen, opinions for all the fans, but just mm. get behind them for like the running. Like, you know, it's going yeah. to be a massive, massive difference that, mm-hmm. you know, if you feel it, you, you, you just want to do it a little bit more. You Absolutely. Know? Um, yeah. We need to be there.
3: Mm-hmm. Totally agree.
4: Yeah. Well, here's another question
2: just for, about Chris Maguire. Obviously, um, we'll, we'll all be in agreement that he's going to be a big miss, but do we have anyone in that squad who could fill his boots with the role he plays in the team?
5: Well, not for me well he isn't uh, not, he, not not that he can bring to the party like Maguire but what more mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure of his best position I, I, you mm-hmm. know we, we've, we've tried not, him we've no. tried him down the middle
1: mm-hmm.
5: um, is is he is he the replacement for Maguire I, he hasn't got the, the, no, the vision no. or the, uh, the cheekiness no. if you like he doesn't he's, no, very, direct, he's very direct very yeah. direct um, right? yeah. he's I, not as good technically no no
3: as Maguire. I well, don't think yeah. we have anyone like Maguire. I think uh, we have a lot of wingers. Yeah. Um, and possibly... Well, I think we're going to struggle to find... Because um, Maguire, he, he would, he would plays a winger, but he would almost be the number 10. Yeah, yeah. He, he was very fluid. He would always come in. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not sure we have anyone who can do that. No, I think
2: well. I think Chris Maguire is, for me, in this league especially, one hell of a number 10. I think he's very good at that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm, I think what more could do that... As, as far as he's got pace mm. but what what else could what but if you're going to compare them Maguire's got an awful lot more as you say Josh he's got that vision he's got that he's got that like raw aggression i think what more is quite polite mm. a player yeah. i think you think he's quite a nice lad but like that character is obviously an awful lot not saying that like Maguire is like an awful person mm. i know I don't, I don't know the bloke mm-hmm. but like you know they're, they're, they're very different but well, I've got an arrogance about them well, i met him once oh, i met him the
4: first game of the season like and um, i thought great. i didn't even know him from Adam and he was and i thought wow yeah and and, that, and mm. that comes that reflects on comes the pitch. Across. But just back to your yeah. question, have we got anybody to replace them? No. Um, I think we might have to change. We might have to change tactics. And yeah. um, I think the first sign I saw of that yesterday was uh, where we were a little bit more direct. But I um, mean, the, the, the thing was after seventy minutes, those guys were absolutely knackered. Oh, you can mm. tell. And then when you you know when the, the, the guy from Saturday comes on and he's mm. run at these guys, and all right, Charlie missed a few chances, but like they were absolutely blown out the backsides. Yeah. They had nothing. Yeah, and like, uh, and I think you know, just and it's the same with Greg, doesn't he? he hassles, he hassles. Yes, he does. He's a, he knows, yeah. he he annoys you. So like, but it's putting these big, heavy defenders under pressure. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe he will be a bit more direct. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe wife mm-hmm. like, will come into it more. You know,
2: well, I'd I'd like him to because he's he's heading for, you know, he's he's heading for Remmer, the, the the flop list at the, the, the moment. Danny the way Danny Yeah.
5: John was... Stead, sort of. Yeah, but, but there's there's a recipe. For for him to score goals, mm-hmm. Bradford found that recipe. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's hit mm-hmm. something like what he hits: twenty two goals and in 20, mm-hmm. 22 and fifty nine. Mm-hmm. There's a recipe. Same mm-hmm. with Will Greg. There's a recipe yeah. for him. What he, what mm-hmm. what sort of service they like? I don't think we've worked out Will Griggs yet. No, mm-hmm. but that will come. Mm-hmm. Charlie wakes. Hopefully, I think mm-hmm. everybody wants it to work for him because um, he's a young lad. He's twenty six. Ah. Yeah. You know, these mm-hmm. are, these are guys that if we, can, if we if they can click, yeah, you know. yeah. But
4: again, I like I said. He's he. he He's, he's missing, okay. He's getting in positions oh, to miss. Yeah, exactly. If he wasn't that doing was that, you know, rough. it'd be good night, Irene. But like, yeah. he's doing it. And like I say, just back him, you know. Like, um, he's a horrible person to put on. And okay, we could have said it the other way around, you know. But what we've been doing previously, we've been starting with him, right? And he'd be coming after off for 60, 70 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, Griggs running at them for the first 50, 60 minutes. You've got McGeady running at them. You've got all lads running at these, what more running at these defenders, mm-hmm. right? Then you put Charlie on for the last game and then you close the game out. You know, you might have to go it a bit long and this time it'll stick when it goes up there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm just saying there's, there's lots of different ways to use players, you know. Game management. You Definitely. know, when you're 2 0 up, you don't need to score. We should have no. done, but you don't need to. And in, yeah. terms,
3: of, in terms of what more's best position, I almost think he's best coming on as a sub after 70 yeah. minutes. Perhaps. When they've got yeah. no legs left. Yep, that's and really And he's running at them direct yeah. totally yeah. and I mean, if you he, know, they're going to hate yeah. that
2: if your strongest attribute's pace, which it is, then you want to bring him on when you've got knackered full-backs up yeah. against you. You know, yeah. if 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 you want, if, if, if you know that you're playing a team where like, okay, their right-back is not particularly good and he's getting tired now, you want what more on? Because, really, for, for, for me, all he's really got that I would consider to be good is his pace. I yeah. think, I think in terms of vision, it's not quite there. His finishing leaves yeah. a lot to be desired, but in terms of just his ability to run at players to get into the box and then make something happen, he can do that. Yeah. Well, that, and, that he, he, tell- and he might not be the best, the best, the absolute best winger in the world but he he can most certainly do a job in League One and I think that's possibly why he wouldn't be the the Maguire replacement again because Maguire plays as a number 10 for me Mm. even when he's not in the number 10 role you know he gets the ball he's got a certain arrogance he presses the opposition he brings his wide men into play if he had what more on the ball for me I think he would just run and I don't think there would be a a second thought as to what else he could do so yeah um, I'm I'm just not particularly sure but anyway moving away from Gillingham and more towards Bristol Rovers now uh, first and foremost, I thought they looked completely toothless. They didn't even have a single shot on goal. We weren't great, but we were comfortably better than them. Is a day out of Wembley nailed
4: on them? Yes. They had nothing, you're right. Yeah, Absolutely nothing. They crapped themselves basically when they saw... When Sunday went turning up,
3: mm-hmm.
4: it was... It was all over. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and and, um, and and you're right. They do have nothing. I know we've got to go down the, but I mean, for me, we we won that game in the first fifteen twenty minutes by winning our battles early. Yeah, mm-hmm. everywhere across the pitch together we yesterday. We just looked connected mm-hmm. all the way through, and uh, that that was the difference for me. It wasn't like you know we we scored the goals etc cetera, etc. Cetera, I just thought the management of the game, like we they were terrified.
3: Mm. Yeah, I think they were quite easy to defend against as well because their striker. Is someone that we haven't really dealt with for a little while. Yeah. So someone tall, strong lad, but we've got two strong, mm, tall yeah. defenders. Uh,
5: they weren't overly tested, were they? Yeah, they exactly. Know, I think
3: w- once we've once we faced kind of quick, small strikers like against Ackruden, um, comes to mind. Yeah. They've struggled with that because of the not pace. Um, and if people's running behind them, was it Smith? Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: how life him? Yeah, oh, I struggled. Struggle players really like good, that. Really good. And uh, control QBR. Yeah
3: but uh, the one they bought from Coventry Rovers who got, they got him from Coventry can't remember his name Clark something mm. um, he, I think he's a good player but one against two is just you yeah. know he didn't really have a chance mm, no yeah. mm-hmm.
2: well and another thing as well speaking of some strikers that I want to get onto is that since his debut no other players had a direct hand in more league goals than Will Grigg and I think that goes mm. some way to highlight just how good his all round game has been mm-hmm. for us so far so for me he's a lot more than just a poacher and in terms of like the the mould of the player he is, he's he's a lot more than Major is mm. for me. Definitely. Definitely, yeah.
5: Look, we love a grafter. We love Absolutely. somebody who puts a yeah. shift in for you. If we can see the effort, mm-hmm. that's half the battle. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we just want somebody who cares and who will put a shift in for you. Mm-hmm. And he certainly does that. He covers an absolute, you know, Mass- massive amount he's of ground. His touch is great. though isn't he? I it mean, is, uh, yeah,
4: yeah. And I mean, yeah, they, they might have paid a little bit over the top for you mm. know, for like for at uh, this level, but. Yeah. We'll, that will get returned. There's mm-hmm. no danger about exactly. that. Yeah, you know. And
2: I think what's interesting as well is that a lot of people have immediately sort of scoffed at Sunderland for paying four million because you know, quote, he'll never do it above League One. But uh, that—that's. I mean, I, I don't know what you guys think about this, but for me, that's just like a, a a sort of reasoning that makes no sense or makes very little sense to me. I don't think it's ever normally the case that like just just because a player like there's no such thing really as a Championship player or a League One player or a Premier League player. You know, obviously there's quality there, but. For me, a lot of the times, how good a player is is dependent and quite relative to the system he plays in. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Glenn Murray at Brighton, you know, when on earth has Glenn Murray ever done it in the Premier League or Billy Sharp in the Championship? Mm-hmm. You know, th- those are good comparisons, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it just depends on who you've got. I think if you have a Premier League team with, you know, with like with, with good service and good wingers and a mm-hmm. good attack and onset, mm-hmm. You, you could get you know Gary Medine you know mm-hmm. you, you you could you could get something yeah. yeah i think that's what it is i mean charlie white at at bradford you know at league 1 he's got 15 goals in a season mm-hmm. you know though, that that those are the stats of a you know fairly prolific striker mm. but obviously he's only got one so far right hey? mm-hmm. so i think that's just that's possibly it you know you can pay
4: 4 million
5: jack you, Ross you, could you have to pay 4 million right. because that means we've reached the premier league yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. will to pay the 4
4: million yeah, well we, we haven't found our perfect team no no no. We've got thirteen games left, I think. Yeah. Right, and I mean, it's in, in the, you know go through the goals, mm-hmm. et cetera etc., etc. Cetera. Um, but like, I'm just said it. We we still find out to play Greg.
3: Yeah.
4: I, I'd argue, and uh, you know, you get slaughtered for this one, but like, I still, I would, I, I would defend White in certain situations where we've played him this season. You know, he's had a, he, he's had a, he had a uh, missed preseason. He's had a big injury. He's come back, and like, you know, I think them two will, I think they'll combine well towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah, and uh, Charlie will probably score a goal when we're right up against it in the <laughs> yeah. 89th minute, and everybody will forget the rest of it. You know,
3: yeah. I'm still excited to see Sterling come come mm-hmm. back as well. Is he still? Well, is where's he gone? Has he gone right back to, th-
4: to get his belongings or something? Because like, I've never seen him since
2: he signed. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's yeah, I, mean, I think he got lost on the train back. Because like, he's just we've not we've not heard from him since uh, since his debut, yeah. have we? Uh, no, it's but um. I think he
3: could give us something a bit different. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I think Kaziah Sterling is very much an unknown quantity. You know, no one's, understandably, no one's heard of him. He'd he'd played I think eleven minutes of professional football before coming to Sunderland. You know we don't know what to expect there, but I think he's got lost some though on the metro. Yeah, the yeah exactly. <laughs> something's happened. Yeah, he might might, might might have the flu. Might have um, uh, got the tension really or something. T- yeah, so something's happened. But yeah, yeah, I, I think I think there's definitely a lot to sort of consider with our strikers. Yeah, I think I think I think definitely players like Grig and Wyke, You know while they haven't while they haven't banged. 10 goals in each yet you know mm-hmm. it's not unreasonable to assume that Jack Ross can find a system for these strikers mm-hmm. and that that system could even go on to work in the championship you know it, it's, it's, it's still very early doors you know if we want to assume that Ross has got a good tenure here with Sunderland it's early doors he mm-hmm. could get he could get something out of these strikers Definitely. yet it, mm-hmm. it, all, it all just depends on how the system works and especially for Greg
3: he hasn't even had his three transfer windows yet that's the, that's the kind of saying right it's like to manage his team once he had yeah. three transfer windows Yeah, he's had two and the first one was uh Quite a unique one, the yeah. first
5: one should count as two. The amount he brought well, in, oh, cracky! You know I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But I
4: just uh, just like, you know when the lads were warming up yesterday on, on the byline, on the you know, uh, the subs warming up and that. And um, and you look at ours, and then you look at the uh, Bristol had a couple of kids. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they looked about 15 or 16, yeah. really. mm. and I'm thinking, Crikey, we've
2: know, got like, a
5: strong, we've got game changing bench, we, we do, which That's we something. went mm-hmm. through a spell mid-season prior to the last transfer window mm-hmm. where you weren't overly excited or there wasn't in, in enough options there for to make a difference mm-hmm. that is a regular thing now we've mm-hmm. got a bench where we can have if you like impact players players yeah. who can come on mm-hmm. and, and make a difference mm. yeah
2: mm. I mean players like Watmore and Gooch or Morgan from the bench I think is quite concerning for a lot of League 1 teams no, especially, especially when Morgan. yeah it, I mean it's quite common for League 1 teams to not have particularly brilliant squad depth you know I think as you say, Rovers had two like you know, fifteen, sixteen-year-old-looking lads on the bench. Aye. That's that's probably commonplace for a lot of teams in this yeah. league. I bet there's quite a few teams this season who obviously we won't know their players on the bench. Mm. You know, I won't even know more
4: starting 11s. just I mean, because I'm Morgan quite a game Like um, you know, the, we'll talk about Charlie's misses, but like Morgan, very generously sort of put three of them across. He could have stepped inside and his both them with his left foot, and yeah. everybody thought like, "Wow, well, why didn't you do that, mate?" Uh-huh. But like, he, he can do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. we've still got that to come. So like, yeah. um, again, no. Back to like the scouting and all of that sort of stuff. I know they wanted him early part of the season, things like that. Mm-hmm. But he's come here because he thinks he's going to make a difference and Jack yeah. Ross is going to give him a bit of a chance. Absolutely. Um, no, I mean, just back to, back to the last two games, right? You, you step back from it and go, you know, a bit of the frustration before that and you think, we were never going to lose them games. And we were in control all the way mm-hmm. through the games. You know, yeah. just, even when the, the, the team's got the two. On the Tuesday night, we were always in control. Yeah. And I felt the only time I've ever felt as relaxed as that all season really was I think we went in 3 0 up once against Scunthorpe yeah, early part of the season. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that you, was very you comprehensive can enjoy, that yeah, one You can enjoy your pint at half time then. So, but, like, yeah. since then it's been a bit, oh, oh shit, he's going to have to change this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, where'd you ever run? You know, mm-hmm. let's hope it's now. Yeah. That's, let's hope
2: it is. Yeah. So, anyway, before we move on to um, uh, our sort of interview segment with with you, Tom and, with, uh, Tom and Mick here, We'll just go over our new segment, which we've sort of pioneered just this week, which we call Quick Question, you know, a very inventive name. So basically, at the end of each match week, we're going to ask the good people of Twitter just um, a question on a big Sunderland talking point. We've not really touched on this so far, so it's pretty good to break it in now. So the answers that we received from this question on Twitter, we're going to read and just have a little chat about now here on the pod. So Lead, bitter and Catamol have been... In the last two games, a pretty solid midfield pair during these last two wins, and I think, as I said before, you know we like I well as I've said, I wasn't sure it would work, but I think to a lot of people's surprise and you know to a lot of people's comfort, it has worked really well. But would bitter and catamol be your go-to duo in that position, and why? So first of all, Danny Groves said that it looks good, tons of experience, both 100% committed every game. They obviously like playing together, so for him, it's an obvious yes. Keep catamol and Leadbitter for now. Um, SAFC Dolphins again says it did have my concerns at first as I thought they would slow play down clearly I'm wrong as Cats is producing leader-like performances with a good work rate and passing Leadbitter is making assists from set pieces and again can see a pass keep it going I say John Ridley says played 2-1-2 if it ain't broke don't fix it we've got the options to replace in games as well and Richard Brettel says stay as it is two Northeast boys playing with passion don't change if not broken so what do you lads make of those those four punters there?
5: We've got we've got we've got replacements on the bench. We've just been talking about like the, mm-hmm. the bench, the strong bench. We've got players who can come into them positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I've noticed more so over the last half a dozen games is why since Ledbetter's came, he so, he drops so deep to take the ball up off the off yeah. the defenders. Whereas in the past the defenders have sort of like sort of trying to burst forward, it's either cut them all. Ledbetter sitting deep on top of the centre offs. They pick the ball up and they try to see the pass from there. Yep. It works. It's worked. Does he do it early enough for me? bit. Sometimes he just tends to slow us down a bit. That's mm-hmm. just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But he has been fantastic. And um, without a shadow of a doubt and that experience, what he's got in his locker, I'm sure it'll, it'll kick us on. Well, I mean,
4: yesterday, Mick. I mean, like the, the, him and Catum all turning on the halfway line and just like doing. And I mean, it was unbelievable. It mm-hmm. was brilliant to watch. You know, and uh, and I mean, they were really really like pressed tight. But some of the turns and they got us right on the front front again. Fans were loving it like yesterday. It was Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. And I think
2: there's probably something to be said as well about like the way they I think, as Richard said, two Northeast boys playing with passion. I think, you know, as much as that's like quite like a a sentimental thing, I think that there is something there. You know, you've got two lads who who get Sunderland, get the region, are are very familiar with playing for the football club. And I think that helps them sort of just settle in and just bring the game
4: with their team in a more composed way I think they're all like that to be honest I mean I I remember having a conversation early part of the season we went into Quinn's bar after uh, a game and um, Tom uh, the centre forward uh, Tom Flanagan walks in Mm -hmm. and uh, we said Tom he'd been up here not long and he said what are you doing Tom this week Uh, what are you doing this week he said, I'm going cod fishing, right? he? F- fishing. he like, It was a London lad. He just moved to Tarramoree's Missus. He's, he, was, he was off on a boat cod fishing the next day. It's <laughs> nice. So we nicknamed him the cod father.
5: now it's the cod The cod father. Right. But
4: like, you know, I mean, I'm just saying to you, these are yeah. proper lads, like, yeah. you know, and no, it's it not, I mean, you've mentioned the local lads. I think you're spot on. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, they've all come from different places and they've all got together. What a group. Mm. Yeah.
2: yeah. What a group of yeah. people, mm-hmm. you know. I think there's something that we said about like a lad who you can just talk to about the fact that he's going cod fishing as if it's nothing, as if he's just <laughs> anyone else, yeah. because that's what they are.
5: He sport him yesterday. He's been out loads of times yeah. Yeah. He's gone on, he, he con- yeah. on the pier next week, apparently. On the pier.
2: What's the biggest cod he's caught? <laughs> I'll right. <laughs> <I've done laughs> on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, I think the right. cod cast. Yeah. you get him on Oh, I'm buzzing yeah. with that one. I think
3: you're right, and as well, I think with the game on Tuesday night with McGeady. Giving Greg the penalty, I think that shows mm-hmm. the kind of camaraderie within the group. Yeah, yeah. And whenever one of them scores, they all seem to run over and get selected yeah. together.
4: Well, that's a, another little story. And sorry, I'm not like name dropping here, but we just yeah. get to meet a few of these people. Yeah. But I remember uh, saying to Charlie in, in the bar that night when uh, we were talking to this lad, and I said, uh, Charlie, I said, that's brilliant. I said, I think it was when we got beat off Sheffield Wednesday, Wednesday, you know, and they were in after we'd getting beat. Two lads coming into the bar, the other one was Luke. And he said, I says, Charlie, that's fantastic. You've got them lads to come in here. He says, No, we're doing do me he said jack ross tells them you can sign for Sunderland, you get involved you get involved with the fans you get involved with the community that's what you sign up for yeah. you know you're not signing to be billy no here They so spent 20 minutes with us uh, it was minutes. just absolutely that's class. great it and is. like that's i've seen that i've seen that with all of them you mm. know uh, there's nobody too big for the boots there no um, and we should like enjoy it like us mm. um, you know it's very difficult to keep it uh, the, a happy camp for yeah. a long period of time you know
2: yeah i think there's a very like peace in our time vibe Right now, around the club, you know, there's mm. something just like great. I think this is exactly what we would have hoped for last season. I think you know, we were just we were sick of the high castle we were sick of the mercenaries. We just wanted a good team that would graft for the shirt, that would win games, mm. and that were just extremely likable. And we've just got those in abundance. You know, mm. there's a there's not a single one of those players that I could, I could say that I've got anything against at all. I just mm. think that they're all they all here for the shirt, and I've just got, I've got an endless amount of time for every single player mm. in a Sunderland shirt in the
1: Sunderland backroom. Some exchange betting companies run short-lived promotions, like months-long offers of low commission. At BetDAC, we wanted to change the way we did things, so we set our commission at 2% permanently. That's 2% on football, horse racing, golf, almost any sport. 2%. That's just one way that BetDAC is changing for the better. For the better, like you. BetDAC, the 2% commission exchange. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. We've
2: had four other um, uh, replies to that, um, that, that quick question there, because not everyone agreed with keeping Catamol and Leadbitter. A lot of people pined for McGeehock as well, yep. so I think that would be an, an interesting thing to go into. Um, Bill Dawson says, Catamol was invisible today. Well, apart from his cock-up, we offered little against Gillingham. Get McGeehock alongside Leadbitter. Daniel McGuinn says, Leadbitter and McGeehock. Good Mm. corners and passing from Ledbetter. Excellent ball retention and interceptions from McGeoch, which I think is, to be Mm. fair, a very good point. You know, McGeoch's a very tidy player. Dave N. Hans says, I would keep them both for now, but soon as Katz needs a rest or picks up an injury, I would like to see McGeoch given Mm. a chance alongside Ledbetter. Again, I think there's Mm. a lot of sense in that. And Matt Holzhauer says, Katz and Ledbetter would be my first, but in, but, sorry, Cats and Ledbetter would be my first in, but McGeoch should work in for Cats very often. Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm not sure Cats can handle two or three matches in a row anymore, which, uh, again, I think, least, I think there's a lot to be said there.
5: We, 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 we're often stayed behind, we're more or less there an hour, an hour and a half after the game. Mm-hmm. And you can see the players doing the warm downs, the unused subs, other subs that's just came on with 15 to go or something. And um, we, we, was it Tuesday night? Mick was just he was out there he was yeah. he was like half a pitch in front of everybody else oh, I was um, wasn't he? Right. he he just warming down mm-hmm. um, I think he had a great start to the season then he got injured didn't he mm-hmm. Yeah. He, I think he was a star man pre-season mm-hmm. pre-season mm-hmm. games well, nobody's going
4: to argue with you I mean what them lads comments are spot on there yeah. listen he's the unluckiest player at the club probably yes. oh, yeah, by, yeah. by a country man yeah. and again though another top man mm-hmm. you know never twists Running, like doing that and all that sort of yeah. stuff, you know I mean? Mm. A, a top bloke. Yeah. and like yeah. you know, let's hope, like, well, let's hope he sort of gets in towards there uh, and gets in, and makes an impact towards the season. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. again, his confidence um, is obviously a bit low. I'm sure he's going to get a chance.
3: Mm. You know, I think as well. Malcolm mentioned last week um, having a settled side right now is probably of more importance than trying to keep everyone happy yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, it would be keeping both in, and then if one of them gets. Gets injured or needs a rest, and then Miguel comes in. Then, yep, yep. For me, mm-hmm.
4: well, I mean, I, I don't know the answer to this because I'm not like stat our kid here yeah. <laughs> with these little uh, comments about how many appearances and goals that Charlie scored, right? <laughs> but I mean, h- how many players have we had that's gone and played every game of the season? I mean, I would imagine the goalkeepers won. I think it's yeah. only McLaughlin who's played every Let's game this the season. Yeah. I'm good. pretty sure uh, uh, Baldwin's
2: not too far behind, yeah. Honeyman had that big injury; otherwise, he probably would have been up there as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's it's McLaughlin mm-hmm. and Baldwin, I think, yeah. Yeah. for that. And there's so much competition in the middle of the park. Absolutely. he's just gonna have to wait his turn. Yeah, it's yeah. it's only bad luck that's gonna keep players out at the moment because they're all grafting and they're all
4: of a good standard for
2: this looking league. Looking over the
5: shoulder aren't they? They're looking yeah, over they the look over the shoulder. because yeah. there's somebody who, who's more yeah. than capable. Well, of I, I, I into actually the thought the a little
4: bit of Max when he's come in the last couple of games. He's had a little bit of edge back to his game, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know. And I thought like because he, he he definitely went missing. Yeah. After mm-hmm. he got that, it with that rescinded the, red card, yeah. you know. But again, like it's a funny thing, confidence, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Baldy said to me, "Another name drop there." <laughs> but no, he said it. Like you just listen to these people. that's played the game. That first pass, that first header, that first tackle. You go ten or twenty percent if you get it right. Mm-hmm. If something goes the other way, it's the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. And like, and I think that's the difference. Like, well, uh, it's a, you, you see that with Matthews and stuff like that. You know, he's another player, really. Mm-hmm. that must be really frustrating because he was playing really, really well. Yeah. But I mean, Luke O'Neill, two penalties in the box. I mean, he's been in the box more than Charlie White, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair. Yeah, um, like, he yeah. has. And yeah. uh, the difference is we're getting two penalties and he's put one in the far post there. I mean, mm-hmm. like, he's your right back. Yeah. He is. He's not even a right back. He's a midfielder. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, but,
2: but what a right back he's been. When oh, he's yeah. played there, he's been absolutely prolific. Aye. I, yes. think, I think I think at the start of the season there was a bit of like an identity crisis with O'Neill in his position because I think a lot of people were like, yeah, but what's he doing when he plays in the field? You know, like, what's he going to be? Is he going to be like a ball like retaining, sort of like signed distributing. as a
5: box-to-box player. Mm-hmm. I think he, he was, yeah. Massive credit to Tony yeah. for mm-hmm. identifying Aye. him. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? He's, he has been he arguably has? the signing, hasn't yeah. he? Who, yeah. who everybody's took to. Yeah. yeah,
2: definitely. And here we are now with a box-to-box right-back and it absolutely works. Yeah. I've got absolutely no complaints. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, you, you're right. You're, you're so right, Mick. Um, uh, Corton deserves so much more credit than what he gets because these players... You know, yeah. it's 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 all just gone swimmingly compared yeah. to what compared to like how it's gone before. You know, I mean, mm. you know, no, no slight on people
4: like and You know, I'm sure he gave it his all, but I mean, a lot of things didn't come off, did they? Mm. Well, again, I mean, he's gone now. We're not going to talk too much about him. But even Josh, if you listen to uh, again what the manager said about how he left like behind the scenes and stuff like that. You know, yeah. I mean, it was all done in a very very professional manner. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It just things happen, don't they? Yeah, yeah they do. Exactly. Yeah. They do. Well, anyway,
2: I think we'll leave that there. So, thank you very much to everyone who commented on this uh, quick question. We'll be back next week with whatever's the most relevant thing with Sunderland. Hopefully, it's more good news, and we're not asking questions like, uh, I don't know, why haven't we got a defender and whatever. But no, thank. <laughs> let, 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 let's not, let's not fantasize about negative things like that. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, let's um, uh, let's start asking some questions to you, Tom and Mick. So, one thing that I think is a good place to start is how exactly. Did Sunderland? Did the Sunderland sponsor with Betdaq come about?
4: Well, well, put it this way: um, we 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 we've been uh, looking at uh, sponsor, you know, getting our name out there. Yeah. More so in recent seasons, we actually sponsored Charlton as well. Right, um, and. A guy came in, and an agent came in one day and he said, look, he said, uh, you, I've got some championship teams that you might want to be interested in. Mm-hmm. And he spoke to me, marketing director first, and having a bit of a chat and he came in all dead excited one day. He said, Tom, come on, you need to listen to this. Blackburn Rovers uh, are up for like, we can sponsor them. They've just gone up, et cetera, et cetera. So I went into this meeting sort of like with, a, no, with no appetite whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then he went through the list of teams and he mentioned Sunderland was in like, and I said, well, oh, hang on a second. So within 60 seconds, I decided like, you know, where we're going. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a no brainer, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and um, and I mean, the, the deal was, I mean, uh, I met Charlie, I met him in the Hilton Hotel. Um, that deal was done on a couple of handshakes. They wanted us, they needed us, you know, the club needed some cash. There's no danger about that. It was a good fit. We already have a great relationship with Sunderland because Coral do The in game stuff like uh in, inside the ground, um, it was done by two chaps having a, a conversation. I mean, Martin director was a little bit miffed, but we didn't take Blackburn, but like, um, you know, was he a like, Blackburn fan? No, he's not, but like, he just th- he's thinking about you know, like, and I said, Listen, well, it, it was a no brainer for me, lads. When you see the, the Daffabet shirt off last season, that must have been the worst shirt we've had in our history, yeah. Yeah. so I, I knew I was on a winner straight away, yeah. regardless of Netflix getting involved, right? Yeah. Anyway, listen. It was a very, e- it was the easiest deal I've done in my life. We that do best. deals with all sorts of people, mm. but that was the easiest one. And again, yeah. credit to Stuart. It was a handshake. Off you go, lads. They had a lot of things to do yeah. at that no time the season. season, you know. Yeah, and yeah. we'll be delighted to play them. Uh, I was going to say a shitload more, but they do get a shitload more if they go to well, the. the go. Yeah. We'll be delighted, you yeah. know. Yeah. Best thing we'll ever do, like you yeah. know. Totally,
2: yeah. And as you say, it's uh, it's probably a relief as well to not have um, uh, the Betdaq logo on the shirt from last season because Crikey, that was a bad bad design. That <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, to be fair, I've warmed to the the red panel on the back. Yeah, but it was just like the pinstripes. It was just yeah. like,
4: yeah. I, I well, don't know. you know, you it talk about nice. signings, right? I think Tony Corton signed Betdaq, right? right? I mean we've scored in every game, turned boy. up, we've been very consistent. Um, good signing, Tony. <laughs> yeah, good signing. Good signing. Good yeah. signing, Tony. Yeah. Well scouted, Tony. Yeah. So <laughs> his fa-
2: Irish connection, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you found that? Um, have you found that you've um, uh, the betting from people? Oh, sorry, how successful has like the betting been that you've found from people on League One football? Have you found that there's been like an influx on Sunderland bets through Betdaq? And uh, I take
4: that's probably a given but when, well it's strange str- you should say that we, we saw a little bit of money for Sunderland at the start of the season because they were 4-1 to to right we mm-hmm. were the best price we went 4-1 to one. Mm-hmm. when I looked this morning Sundland has still priced it 8-1 to one, right? right now it might be a little bit less now because after the games this afternoon with Luton etc drawn mm-hmm. that is that t- to me that price is wrong there's a lot of games to go um, we've got some serious liabilities on sundland I've got a chunk on right I kid you not um, I think there's a like a lot of football to go, you know, and uh, like I say, in terms of uh, big bets in Sunderland, no, because there was not really a great deal of confidence. Nobody knew what was going to happen, no. you know, and that's what we've got to be really, really grateful for. Mm-hmm. But if Sunderland's a six, seven, eight to one shot. Well, you know, there's something not right there. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 not on the games there's that's left to play. You know.
5: There's a lot of football we play. A lot. A
4: lot of so, anyway, you might just pay for next season's season ticket. You know, if you have a few quid on a day to one. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Um, no, I think like the there's there's been no big bets, but nobody had any confidence. No. no. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of unknowns.
2: I mean. You, I don't think you can expect anyone to put the house on suddenly getting promoted when they've just seen the team get relegated twice. Mm-hmm. I
5: like mean to put a few quid on us going down again. Ah yeah,
2: honestly, yeah, I bet I bet mm. there's a fair few like cynics who just think, you know what, I might be able to benefit from like the, the most miserable moment in the club's history
4: mm-hmm. aye, aye, by cashing aye. on
2: on the triple relegation. Mm-hmm. But let that's yeah. yeah. they be
4: max. But I mean if you want to bet <laughs> if you aye. want to bet something to go up uh, you know, automatic promotion first and second, they're just under even money. Yeah. Right. You know? I mean I, I know a like, that's got six grand on them to win two to just be in the top 6 Mm-hmm um you know, so like I mean to me that was that was buying money personally yeah, yeah, um yeah. but I mean, the top six you know, I, I, I. know. wow, <laughs> but I didn't have six yeah. grand spare but no there's been some the, the, the bet I think we're in a decent place lads
3: yeah you know? yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
4: i I couldn't agree more
2: yeah. yeah, so yeah, here's another one um on the subject of well, I mean obviously betting is going to be quite a big subject here, obviously, but what's the largest football bet you've ever struck or um you've
4: well, it wasn't on yeah. Sunderland, no. Right, um, um, but I, uh, I, actually took the biggest bet, the businesses ever took. Uh, it was in two thousand and six, and a guy had a million on France. France playing Italy in the European Championships. It was a draw ninety minutes. And at the time, it was when Zidane got sent off. Mm-hmm. Right, he had a million dollars on. Um, he actually laid France, France were even money, mm-hmm. and it was one one. So he wins the money. So you got an even million, which is good business. Yeah, good business for us. Mm-hmm. But you don't get Do you one of them every weekend. The game? Do you think he sat and watched the game? Just uh, well, he had a, the guy that did <laughs> the bet. He had a few quid. <laughs> but like, I, I was just making sure I put the right digits into the system and I'm putting the bet in because I've never put that many zeros no, in. You yeah, know. Both. But uh, no, that was the biggest bet, and you um, tempt the accumulator. I've got a sweat on. <laughs> I know. <don't laughs>
2: Uh, how, how do you sit and watch a game of football knowing that a million Bradley dollars is riding on this result? How can you like sit through it? And like, I mean, it's like it's like you know when like you watch like when you when you watch a derby game and like you just like you're watching through like through like through like, through, like your eyes through well, yeah, through, through your eyes yeah, yeah. you're watching through like the, like the, the fingers like slots on your eyes and you just like grit and teeth
4: so, imagine that but then there's a million on well, line as well well I, I, just a quick one for you because like you know I've been in this game now for 38 years but I once took a guy to Wembley never met him before in my life and England's playing I think Montenegro or something like that right. anyway long story short um, he's not saying much and I said it well, gets to half time and it's nil nil he's very very quiet I said what's the matter with you he says I've got 50 grand on over two and a half goals in this game oh, no. and it's nil nil and I thought to myself well I don't see where you're coming from mate Yeah. anyway Gets the first half, uh, second half kicks off. England score one, and about seven minutes later, they score another. Anyway, long story short, after that, uh, I think it was uh, one of the England's left back did a bad back pass, and Montenegro went through and scored. <laughs> and he's standing crazy, yeah. in the crowd going, "How?" Hey! Thanks and to I Montenegro thought, Thank God for that. Like, uh, thanks to Montenegro. So, so no, listen, our world's you know big bets, fun bets. I uh, I just say one thing about that: the people that are having these bets. It was relative to their wealth, their so, you know. Yeah, the, yeah the, it the, wasn't. The, the, yeah. They're not people betting that like they couldn't afford to do it. Please gamble responsibly. Please gamble responsibly. well, yeah. In, in this case, they gambled effectively. Uh, one won a million, the other one won 15 grand, uh, but I wouldn't yeah. put 50 to win 15 on myself. No, no. no but Absolutely yeah, but as you say, like, it's very important that I clarify that that is relative
2: to money and that yeah. obviously these people were were being r- r- responsible. Responsible yeah, uh, in, uh, their, uh, in, their, uh, in their own, yeah. No, it's not having the best day to day, Connor, like, even though he's not here. But yeah, so. As for large bets on Sunderland, what's the biggest bet on Sunderland that you've ever
4: struck yourself or or seen in any in any respect? On a, a stand set, we haven't seen a great deal of money for them. Like no? I said, the start of the season, it's confidence. I mean, like there's hundreds and a couple of hundred quid bets at the start of the season, but mm-hmm. like there hasn't been a lot. But like I said, I can totally understand that. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, mm-hmm. But like I mean, I think like in recent weeks it's, it'll pick up. You know, I mean for us like. Um, I I think you know from our point of view, we're we're going to launch a sports book. I mean, one of the things we're going to do next season, where we'll have a better connection, is we're going to sort of look to sort of do some sort of Sunderland specials next season, where where people get involved and just give them some decent prices. And we'll do something with you guys and things like that in that score, you know. Absolutely. But again, like you know, like having a bit of fun rather than sort of like you know the big bets. Yeah. -hmm. You don't have to have a big bet. Don't have a big crack. You know exactly.
2: Yeah, I think but betting for me has always been having a crack. Like, I, I don't, yeah. I don't think I've ever, I don't think. Is that because you're rubbish her like me? Yep, Same. exactly that. Yeah, I don't think. think I've ever put more than like a tenner on anything in my life. But like, mm-hmm. I, just, I just bet. I, I just enjoy like betting but on ludicrous stuff for a crack. Yeah.
3: And then you're like, I'm a genius. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Oh. You're getting a 10, ten game accumulator going.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, well, that's another thing as well. I mean, with with them, uh, I mean, we've, we've spoken quite rightly at length of how great um, everything at Sunderland is uh, with with regards to. How the fans feel about the the club, you know how the general morale is around the whole city, you know the, the the hierarchy of all being great, the players are fantastic, and the biggest feature of the of the board and how well they've done is the fact that they've kept like fan interaction at the forefront Huge. of what they've done. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like, how does that factor into Emma, to you guys with Betdaq? How would you like to sort of?
5: Well, in terms of engagement, the, the club, the. the... They've made everything so accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, players, um, w- w- the the ground, they've been so accommodating mm-hmm. um, in every aspect. Uh, wasn't really expecting it to be honest, mm-hmm. um, based on the last previous two years, where everything was seemed to be on closed doors and it was. Um, but it, it makes it a lot easier when you're winning. Yeah. Everybody, everybody seems to be a little bit more happy to get, to be in mm-hmm. front of you when you're winning. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully that remains the case, yeah stays the same.
4: yeah, not, not just read I mean, like you know you 've seen some of the guys on netflix the the Joyces and the Patricks and all they're getting some, but i mean like there's there's a hell of a lot more under the team, you know the people I deal with Claire, Kate Smith, you know Kevin on the cam on the camera they, they, they they're really really they 're entrenched in it just like just like we are, you know yeah. they feel it just like anybody else, but I think they I, I can see they're enjoying the work as well, you know, mm-hmm. and like I said, I think we talked about it before, but like. Bit like I feel like I've got a I've got a cracking team in Dublin, mm. um you know, this this is a team, yeah. a team effort all the way through. Yeah, it's like one of them where you say the tea lady you all like but it is. It's like yeah. one of them sort of like feelings, you know, and uh, and I think Stuart and Charlie, one, I think they've they've got a big part to play in that, but I think one of their best signings was uh, was Tony, How's Samson 20, the cat there. <laughs> yeah, def, definitely knows the club, understands it, understands the fans, you know, um, shit runner. <laughs> but like, uh, can lad? Uh, you know, um, yeah. uh, they just get it. And I think what we said, I said to you at the start of it, like, you know, what was our connection here? Um, it was just like, uh, for me, it was like... Sunderland fans? Sunderland fans. Yeah. Get them more involved. Get them on, you know, we've done a few, we've done a few promotions with you guys. Yeah. Getting them into the box. Getting them to see the players. I, I mean, if it's okay, I'll just tell you a little bit about a, a night we've got coming up. Uh, this is going to get announced from tomorrow. Um, but we're bringing Niall Quinn back to the Stadium of Light. Uh, on the twenty ninth of march. So it'll be Niall Quinn's Disco Pants return. So that'll be two songs to sing, The Will Griggs on Fire, Niall Quinn. Because Niall's got a story to tell about his time here and when he left. So we have Niall Quinn, Alex Ray, Kevin Ball, and uh Tony Cascarino talk sport. Uh we've got the Lake Poets and we've got a guy called Kevin Connolly um who is one of the best impressionists I've ever seen in my life. Right. Um so we're gonna have a great deal of fun that night. Um We're going to raise £10,000 for uh, Veterans in Crisis and the Foundation. Excellent. Um, And, um, you know, we're really, really looking forward to it. We're going to sell about 300 tickets. It sounds absolutely unreal. It could be the start
5: of a good weekend. Oh, well, I mean, you, you might say there's some potential there. On the 29th of March, which is a Friday night. Sure.
4: Yeah. yeah, you kind of have gone to London that week. You can't have gone to London till the, uh, till the Saturday night, you know Aye. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but most people in Sunday, we reckon, will be going on the Saturday night. So the party's going to start on Friday. Aye. We're either playing Burton tomorrow, or uh, uh, the next day is the worst scenario, or we're all going to Wembley. Yeah. Uh, and it's... I want a bit more. Aye, um, yeah.
2: Yeah, we're going to either go to Wembley or we are gonna we're can, I don't know, but I just try to... and get some sort of weird revenge on Burton for yeah. that 2-1 that <laughs> relegated us. I just don't
4: know. As, just as a fan, though, I just want to sort of reiterate on here, like, you know, um, how. Great it is to work with the club. Yeah. It's like it's like one of your best dreams, seriously, mm. with these people because they're just they're just smashing people. But it just they're no, different, like they're no different. There's no different. Any of us here, mm-hmm. you know, uh, exactly the same. And uh, I think that's a difference for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Uh, you know,
2: we've said it so many times, but you know, I, again, you just couldn't agree more, could mm. you? But there's, um, uh we'll we'll move away from betting and more towards your guys' lives as footballers as ex-professionals so as we mentioned at the start of the pod both of you lads were professional footballers back in the day how did your careers in the game go could you give us like a quick run through of how that went well you should start with Simon Grayson's loving partner over here I think, well, rather to, than me yeah.
4: from, from, um, like, from Simon Grayson's what sorry
5: uh, I used to live with him I lived with him for about a year and a half right um, Simon learnt everything he knew from um, own Mick yeah. tremendous <laughs> <laughs> I've always had a soft spot for him. Yeah. Uh, not so much his um, his uh, whiteboard uh, antics in the uh, Netflix, but yeah. uh, away from that, I've always had a soft spot for him. Uh, relatively well with uh, yeah. him for a period of time. Um, Got on well with him. Um, a bit of a disaster, here, but in terms of how it started, I was at Leeds for oh, about two and a bit years. Um, during that time, Wilco actually, uh, Howard Wilkinson, he was my me, me last manager. He right. the one who got rid of us. Yeah. I didn't like him then and I still do not like him. <laughs> no, either. no,
2: I can't <laughs> imagine you've had much more reason to start no. liking him since then.
5: Old Sergeant Bilco. I spent a period of time there, um, met some good people. And in the end, I ended up moving about. I ended up at, um, uh, but I was actually at Hartley Pool. I was at Hartley Pool, um, played a couple of games for them. I went to Burnley. Um, I remember playing in, back then it used to be called the Central League I think it was was it the mm. Central League
4: yeah
2: how old was that? Is, that is that what they called the conference
5: no it was like the reserves it was like right. the under yeah. the, the reserves well, like, like the Premier League too or yes. whatever they called so those back, then back, back in the, I'm talking like late, we were the McGucks, we couldn't get in the first uh, team uh, <laughs> I'm talking like late late 80s right mm. um, 89 mm. 88, 89 back towards yeah. then and I remember we played against, I was playing for Burnley. I went on sort of like a little spell at Burnley from late. And I was in the dressing room playing against Blackpool. And uh, I just remember getting ready. I was fastening my boots and door swings open. And it was like this halo of a guy walked in, Me all-time hero of football, and it was Gary Rowell. Right. And it was, which I wasn't even aware he played for Burnley at the time. No. He, he, he wasn't playing on the day, but he just walked in. He had his big cream mat on and I just... Like the music just lit my heart and I was just <laughs> yeah. stopped stopped fast laces and I yeah. just stared at him. He must have thinking, oh, it was this. Oh, this. With the angels
4: and the harps
2: playing oh, there. Just it just in it in was just a special corner. moment. Yeah.
5: I, mm. Wow, It was a special moment. Fantastic.
4: Mine was slightly different. I mean, um, I'm a little bit older now, Mick. Um, I actually had a chance to sign for Sunderland as a schoolboy. I was uh, Charlie Ferguson. The, mm-hmm. the older listeners to this will know who Charlie was, you know, around with the club and that and um well i didn't in the end i actually signed for burnley for signed for burnley uh, i used to look after Leighton james another southern connection i used to look like, after his boots and um you know i went from so i went from Castleview to burnley I, I didn't make it I, I mean i wasn't good enough in the end but i had some great times you know mm. and um and i think like um, like i say the thing is i think when you've it, it does like i say about fans and opinions and things like that um I've seen have seen both sides of it, the fan, yeah. the playing. It's it's absolutely fantastic. It the one it thing set
5: you up though, Tom, doesn't it? What you learn, what you've learned away when you're your football, it sets you up for your like your path in life. It gives you the mm-hmm. discipline.
4: Well, I tell you what I learned, do, Mick. Do, do, do you think that? I t- I'll, I'll tell you what I learned. I, I was on sixteen pound a week, two pound a win, pound for a draw. So I got used to working with £16 a week because mm-hmm. we didn't win many games, right? <laughs> but but like, no, no, on a serious note, though, I mean, like, you know, you're know, just talking about times and, and you need luck. And like I said, you've, you've had Paul Reid in here and you're talking about the young kids coming through and things like that, right? Um, just on that scale, I mean, I played, um, it was in with Simon Grayson. I lived with uh, Trevor Stevens, again, an older player, but he played for England. Really, really good player. And I mean, we were that hard up. We have to... Um, we used to nick people's petrol to get up, up home. Right. We lived in Berwick, oh, Alibn yeah. and In those days, a Vauxhall Viva, you could get the petrol cap off. We used to siphon the petrol out, get home, and then nobody knew we stunk a petrol out. But I mean... Uh, but like, yeah, you, someone held a match you had notes. Oh, it, it You, hand hand you know <laughs> what I mean? No smoking
5: in the car on the one. Oh, no.
4: Clean oh, no. the toilets and that sort of stuff. And I think some of those things are still in with the apprentices here to this day. You yeah. know, like cleaning the boots and stuff. Oh, like they that. Do clean the boots. But like, it, it's just, listen, if you ever get the chance, you've got to go for it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, but I mean I, I work in the gaming industry and gambling I work in sport every day you know mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic like and like you know just being at Sunderland just like, yeah. a, mm-hmm. like a dream come true um, you know and I think what you
2: what you lads have got as well that's quite a rare perspective for fans is obviously having both seen like the professional football side of things from the perspective of a footballer you obviously know like what, what the psychological well, I know what confidence is just, like yeah exactly mm. you know what confidence is like I mean I can sit here all day mm-hmm. you know like just some bloke on a podcast and be like oh yeah yeah you know, confidence yeah must be big must be you know but really I mean I've not really got a clue have I really I mean you guys yeah. are the ones who know about oh, it it's, it's
5: opinions what make the game, the game great isn't it yeah mm. we, it is we, we a, argue we argue every day about it yeah. we, we remain that way but it's mm-hmm. opinions and, 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 and uh, confidence plays a massive part mm-hmm. a huge part in how you perform and again if the crowd's on your back which we, we have done at times you know, and yeah. everybody gets a bit frustrated more mm-hmm.
4: frustrating rather than anything else yeah. I think you know Um. but no listen I think Um. you know Sunland's got a, a rich history like yeah. with uh, people coming through and back to where we are now we've got some local lads in the team mm-hmm. Jesus come on lads just get Ooh. behind them yeah you now yeah. please get off the backs and things yeah. like that just support mm-hmm. them like a proper fan because yeah. I'll tell you like um, I mean there's nothing better than the local lads doing well here mm-hmm. nothing better you know Um. Mm. A, we're, we're going to be a long time where we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's championship best mm-hmm. for a while, you know? Yeah. I think it's so, basically. I,
2: yeah, I, I think it's a very, the getting, getting up and down through the divisions is quite a volatile affair. I think in, you might not be in the Premier League for another five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might not be in for another 50 years. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it goes these years. I think it's very, very difficult to gauge how you're going to climb the, climb the leagues with what Definitely. you've got. Yeah, especially in the position we are now. We're not a bad position at all, but I just think it's a very standard position for a championship team mm-hmm. to get it out of League One and have like a, a relatively decent budget. Mm. I think it'll be very difficult. But that being said, you know it's um it's going to be a roller coaster. Though. I mean, it's, it's going to be a roller coaster, it's but gonna be fun. yeah, but we, yeah, but that's the thing is like we want to be able to like enjoy the narrative. You know, we want Definitely. to be able to say that okay, you know, we're getting by in the championship. Obviously, would you'd like to be in the Premier League? Everyone right. would, but at least, but we're we we are where we are with a team. A board and you know, like just a, a, an ethos that we we all get behind right. and that we all wholeheartedly endorse, and that's just what it's all about. Right. So yeah, what we're going to do is, is I think yeah, that that should be it's around the hour mark. So I think we'll probably bring this to a close for a day. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll but so yeah, thank you very much, um, uh, Tom, Mick, and Josh for joining me. Just before we finish off though, I will plug this competition we've got again, which has been provided to us by BetDAC. Basically, um, uh, th- through the Roker Report, we have two. Um, uh, we have two pairs of Betdaq Hospitality Box tickets to give away for the upcoming home tie against Walsall, where you'll have the chance to win. You have a chance to wine and dine with none other than Carlos Edwards. So if you fancy having some luxury strand while you ask Carlos to repeat his description of the Burnley goal for the third time, <laughs> then all you have to do is retweet the competition on the, the the competition tweet on the podcast Twitter account, follow the report Twitter and the Betdaq Twitter, and then tag a mate you'd bring with you. Mm. Overrating is only uh, t's and t's apply. Obviously, you know that's part and parcel. But yeah, that that's the gist. Uh, am, am I Am I, am I, I That's spot on. And yeah. I
4: just want to say, like you know, like as part of like doing that, we've we've met some absolutely fantastic Sunderland fans this season. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, just having the crack with people. You know, uh, we're no different. You know, we're mm-hmm. exactly the same. But like, totally, uh, we're equally very fortunate. that like we've got a, a company that's invested in the company. Yeah. But in in in, in Sunderland FC. But we've met some great fans. Yesterday on the plane, I just want to just say this last thing, right? Because uh, the fans on the plane come back last night. A few's had a few drinks and that. But, like, I'm listening to the lads that's sitting in front of us, like, and some really knowledgeable people and that, yeah. you know? It's, it, and it's, like, it's yeah. really, really encouraging. And, like, you know, they're talking about... And this is a, it's one book bear in mind. It's really... These people had jump on George Honeyman's back and that's right. You know, seriously... Whatever level you've played, mm-hmm. you need players like George that take you people do. away, run in behind, mm-hmm. do all this sort of stuff. And if you if you if you can't see that, like, well, sorry, that's 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 the big book about me. I'm not going to criticise other people's opinions. No, but I see it all the time because she. I, I know what it's like if you haven't got people doing that. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. stagnant as anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think like he'd run through a brick wall for this club. He would. He absolutely would. And don't forget would. that. Don't forget that. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, uh, would you rather have Jack Rodwell in there? well that's it I'll leave you with that one yeah mm-hmm. yeah
2: no well there you go so yeah thank you very much Mick, Tom and Josh for joining Thanks, us it's been guys. an Hi, absolute Jesus pleasure Really well. yeah. enjoyed it yeah I'm, I'm very glad to hear that uh, it's been an absolute pleasure once again so thank you very much and yeah see you soon
1: Some exchange betting companies run short-lived promotions, like months-long offers of low commission. At BetDAC, we wanted to change the way we did things, so we set our commission at 2% permanently. That's 2% on football, horse racing, golf, almost any sport, 2%. That's just one way that BetDAC is changing for the better. For the better, like you. BetDAC, the 2% commission exchange.
2: Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly.
0: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance
4: Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare insurance plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're say between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle,
0: or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare insurance plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainer's. And if you have a lot of mailing to do,